Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Brussling Unlimited as we are here on the 20th of July 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Week 2. Now, as far as tonight's show does go, I thought for the most part, pretty good episode of Dynamite. Wasn't anything overly special and honestly these special editions of dynamite are not special anymore they if we count next week's fight for the fallen we'll have done so far nine special episodes of AEW dynamite and i'm going to read off to you what those special episodes were that's just in 2022 alone they did Beach Break, St. Patrick's Day Slam, Wild Card Wednesday, the AEW three-year anniversary, which some can say that was a special show, some can say that's not, Road Rager, Blood and Guts, Fighter Fest Week 1, Fighter Fest Week 2, and then next week, we have Fight for the Fallen. And it's like, okay, Blood and Guts, cool. That show had the Blood and Guts match. Then you got Road Rager. That show actually had a big main event, but didn't do a good rating in the latter match where... The Young Bucks won the tag titles. But then, it's like the third anniversary show. What was the big match on that? Oh, the Steel Cage Wardlow Sean Spears. Uh, Wild Card Wednesday, big match on that. Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. Eh. St. Patrick's Day Slam had a kind of big match. Well, to most people, it was a big match. The cage match between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker with Thunder Rosa won the title. Beach Break had Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy in Lights Out match. And it's like, okay, but even when there's not a special episode, you get the same styles of matches. And it's like, when do AEW having special names for the shows run out to where people don't care? And I think we've hit that already. Because last year in 2021, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 different special episodes of Dynamite. And I'm not even counting Friday Night Dynamites, shows that got preempted and they made a big deal because they were on Fridays, or the Saturday Night Dynamite that actually saw the world title on the line with Kenny Omega Jungle Boy. I'm not even counting any of those. So it's like... When does doing these special episodes run out? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because tonight's show just felt like another episode of Dynamite. Not good, not bad. Like Not in a good way, not in a bad way. Not in a good way as far as it didn't feel extra special because it was Fighter Fest Week 2. But it didn't feel, you know, but how do I explain it? It just felt like another episode of Dynamite with a gimmicky main event that, oh, we're going to tear that main event up. Trust me, because that main event was not that good. It was not that good at all. I saw people praising it online, and those are the AW shills. I'm going to say it right now, because that main event could have been so much better, but they had to do gang wars. They had to make the shark cage irrelevant. Now I'll ask you guys right now, and think about it throughout the show, and I'll ask you again when we get to the match, does the shark cage now no longer matter in AEW? Because... Now, also, 
Has has AEW done the shark cage before? Not that I can remember. I want to say, and you guys can let me know in the chat or the comments below. This is the first time AEW has done a shark cage, right? And in doing so, they made the shark cage mean nothing. To be honest, A, Anna Jay and Ty Conti just being able to lower the shark cage. Crap. But think about if Sammy Guevara was in that shark cage. And they didn't have to open the door. They slid through the bars. If Sammy was in that shark cage, I swear to God, Sammy probably would have slid through the bars, scaled down the side, and just dropped. And when like, boom, I dropped from a high spot, which... Honestly, the shark cage maybe was eight feet high. The bottom, the bottom of the cage is eight feet high. Sammy's five something. Him dropping like that, not much of a big deal for Sammy Guevara. So it's like they made the shark cage already irrelevant in AEW. And if they do it again, some may think, "Oh, shark cage! Oh my god!" But I think most, because of what happened tonight, may not take the shark cage seriously next time they do it. And we'll get into all of that here and so forth. But first, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited if you're watching live. If you're not watching live, then thank you for joining later, whether that is on YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or on podcast services all around the globe like uh, like Spotify, Stitcher, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, uh, and so much more. That's all of them that I know that we're on. If we're not on a podcast platform that you use, hit me up on Twitch. Or on Twitter, whether that's at PWUnlimited or at Timmy Buddy, and I'll figure out how to get us on there. But if you are watching live on Twitch, then you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have not just Amazon Prime, but access to an excuse me to an Amazon Prime account then there you go use it and support us right here Pro Wrestling Limited and get some cool perks for yourself because all you got to do is take that Prime account take that Twitch account link them together bada bing bada boom you're Prime Gaming Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games free stuff for games and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did so right here Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember that, again, it doesn't have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle. It could be the girl that was your waitress at the Mexican restaurant where you ordered that wet burrito Friday night. You go, hey, you have Amazon Prime? Oh, you do? Can I use your account? I'll link it to my Twitch and then support PW Unlimited, a great creator. And who knows? Maybe you guys get to talking. She's like, oh, yeah, here's my Amazon account info. Here's also my phone number. She gives you both. You then hit her up. You guys get to go out on a date, hit it off. Next thing you know, three years later, you're married. You got kids, this, that, bing, bang, boom. Never know how things can progress. But on the flip side, if you follow us over on YouTube, you can help us out over there by hitting that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Also remember that you can get all of that, but more directly support us over at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. It's all 
in an easier to find area and it more directly supports us also remember what the hell is that give me one second guys If you hear music bumping in the background, I do apologize. My neighbor has got their music just floored. Like, I opened the door. I muted the mics so you guys didn't hear. I opened the door and it hit me right in the face. Like, I'm so in insensitive. But, anyways, patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether that is a new game. Whether that is an old game. Whether that is bits. Not bits, but bucks for show for... Rocket League, Fortnite, and Fall Guys, or if that is claiming one of the free games. Well, man, that's very distracting right now. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, use code PWUnlimited at checkout. Like, my floor is vibrating. Their music is so loud. It's my downstairs apartment. My, their music is so loud. My floor and chair is vibrating as I speak. I do apologize if you guys do hear that bumping in the background. It's going bum, bum, bum. I don't know if you guys hear it or not, but... Yeah, my floor is vibrating. It's very distracting. But anyways, use code PWUnlimited at checkout to support us on the Epic Game Store or in the launchers of Fortnite and Rocket League on your PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo Switch. With that, let's get the poll up really fast on... Cool, Magnolor says they don't hear anything. Good. That means I have my microphone set properly to not pick up background noise. Because the, their music has been so loud before that my mic has picked it up. And I've done some tweaking and stuff. So good. I'm glad you guys can't hear it. I, I'm glad and I'm, I apologize for me getting distracted. So let's throw that uh, pull up on Twitch really fast. What did you think of tonight's AEW Dynamite? Liked it. It was all right. I didn't like it. All right. Poll is live on Twitch. So with that, the show itself, Dynamite that is, is what we're talking about, kicked off with a fantastic match. A great match to open up the show and go, hey, you like wrestling? You like two guys going out there and putting it all on the line and just having a banger of a contest? Well, this match is going to keep you watching. And boy, was Brody King versus Darby Allin everything I expected and more. This match was better than I thought it would be. This match was and I'm saying it again because it was better, capital B-E-T-T-E-R, better than I thought this match would be. Darby drop kicked King to the floor. He tried to follow it up with Tope Suicida very early on, but King caught him and pressed him, uh, pressed him into the ring post. This is when I realized, oh, everything says Shark Week. The freaking running boards around the LED running boards, the skirts, the barricades, everything says Shark Week. They're going hard. So, Darby gets tossed all over the place and completely shrugged off any comeback attempt. Oh, no. Brody shrugged off a comeback attempt of Darby's. And Darby also got thrown into the barricade. After a commercial break, Darby used his belt to take down King and pull him to the floor before taking him out with his signature wild dive. Back inside the ring, he went for the coffin splashes. But King caught him in a sleeper and tied him up in the tree of woe. Darby avoided a cannonball splash and hit a code red for a near fall. Darby locked on an inverted Nelson before transitioning it into a sleeper, which King broke out of by cannonballing into the corner. 
they fought in, they fought on the apron where King locked the sleeper, locked on the sleeper and dropped, dropped him to the floor just like he did in the Battle Royal. Darby though made it back into the ring before the nine counts. We didn't get counted out. Uh, Brody King then immediately grabbed Darby, hit him with a fantastic looking Gonzo bomb and picked up the victory. Now I did see a lot of people on Twitter. Why did Darby need to lose? Why did Darby lose? Brody just had a big win over Darby in the Battle Royal. Da, 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 da. Because the post-match wouldn't have made as much sense if Darby won. Because after the match, King baited out Sting by attacking Darby. Now, if Darby would have won, yeah, Brody King could have still tried to beat up Darby, but it wouldn't have made as much sense because if Darby would have won, Darby would have been fine and not as beat down. I mean, he could have... Yeah. Sting comes out, rushes to the ring, lights go back out before he goes to put... Or as he goes to put King in the Scorpion Death Drop. Lights come back on, and boom, Malachi Black. And these two are face-to-face. And it just looks great, because it's Sting in his face paint, Malachi in his face paint. Oh, boy. King then grabbed him from behind, and Black shot missed in Sting's face as Sting passed out. This then brought out the Redeemer, Miro. Stopped short of the ring and stared down Black. Nothing really happened here. I guess they're trying to build something up with Black and Miro. But that kind of fell a little short to me here tonight. So in the back, we had Cole Carter, the former Troy Two Dimes Donovan, who was released a month ago by WWE for failing a drug test. So I asked him about getting a title shot tonight against Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks walks up. Ricky goes, hey, so uh, last time we saw you, we heard you were, or last time we heard about you, you are swimming with the fishes, which is a complete reference to WWE because... They basically said in NXT, Tony D'Angelo killed two dimes and threw him off a bridge into the deep. Into the deep. We talked about Carter getting a title shot tonight uh, for the FTW belt because there was an open challenge. He was the first one to accept the open challenge. And I'm like, oh, oh, they got this guy at the tapings for Dark last week. Then they put him on TV. Like the guy was fired for failing a drug test. Now, we don't know the substance, but it had to have been bad because usually in WWE, unless they've changed their policy, it's first offense, suspension. Like two, three months, I think it is. Maybe it's a month. Second offense, suspension longer, maybe six months. You don't get fired till the third offense. I mean, ask Randy Orton. Ask Paige. But he got fired on the first offense which again, I don't know what the substance was, but it had to have been bad enough for them to go, eh, no, we got to let you go for this. Also, I do want to thank Rosario for the tier one subscription. It's 17 months in a row. Says great content as always. And by the way, it's my B-Day this weekend. I'm going to AC in NJ for it. Not sure what AC in NJ is. I assume that's something in New Jersey, but... Happy early birthday, Rosario, and thank you for the Tier 1 subscription. Really do appreciate that. So, next up, we have the Blackpool Combat Club. John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta against best friends Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor. It was William Regal and Orange Cassidy both on commentary. AC means Atlantic City. Gotcha. Thank you, Broken King Slender. AC means Atlantic City. Only been to the, the East Coast once for like three months when I was in basic training for the military. Other than that, Never been back to the East Coast. Like in August of 2010, I went to South Carolina for my basic training. Then in November, 
they sent me to um, Virginia for my job training. And I haven't gone back to the East Coast since. So, this match was a little weird because it was two babyface teams and sometimes that dynamic doesn't work. But then you got Moxley in there who sometimes works like a heel but doesn't quite because he's not and he gets cheered. So, it was, things worked but seemed a little eh. So, Trent and Moxley started off the match and immediately started trading shops. Peter tagged in and wanted to fight Trent, but Trent tagged out to Chuck. Chuck tried to big league him, but after an exchange, Trent backed in and where Yuta laid in some repeated strikes, Trent fought out of a German suplex attempt and reversed into a back suplex. He countered a beat down and distracted the official while Chuck attacked Yuta on the floor. The best friends continued to isolate Yuta through a commercial break, but Moxley got the hot tag upon the return. He laid in hammer and anvil elbows on Trent before tossing uh, Chuck over the timekeeper's table. Back inside, he countered a dive into a cutter for a two. Moxley kicked Trent in the head and tagged in Yuta for a double team. But Chuck broke it up and hit an awful waffle on Moxley. Then a second one on, on Wheeler Yuta. Trent Beretta hit one of his own on Yuta and got a very close near fall. Best friends wanted the strong zero, but Yuta fought out and hit a German suplex. Trent then came back with a crunchy, but Moxley broke it up with a regal knee at the last second. Trent then prevent, uh, prevented Yuta from tagging in Moxley. Chuck tagged in and ran right into a jumping guillotine from Yuta. Moxley took out Trent, and Chuck fought out of the guillotine with a suplex. Yuta surprised Chuck with a seat belt, seat belt and pinned him with the seatbelt predicament to pick up the victory. So there we go. Blackpool Combat Club does defeat the best friends. After the match, Daniel Garcia, well, actually during the match as well, Daniel Garcia was shown watching backstage. And if you don't know, now you know, Daniel Garcia will be challenging um, Wheeler Yuta this Saturday at Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor for the Pure Championship. That match should be really, really good. Like, really, really good. The only way to get it here in the United States, well, traditional pay-per-view on most platforms, or Bleacher Report, ROH pay-per-views, not anymore on fight in the United States, which really stinks. I am not after freaking double or nothing. I'm not ordering another damn pay-per-view on, on Bleacher Report. I'll use my VPN. Shout out Pure VPN, not sponsored. Should be sponsored. I'll get fight from like the UK or something, or I'll just bootleg it on Watch Wrestling. Actually, I got a firearms training class we're doing all day Saturday, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch live anyways. There's a cool video package hyping up Jonathan Gresham defending the Ring of Honor World Championship against Claudio Castagnoli at Death Before Dishonor. Then we had Chompy the Shark Week mascot behind commentary. I'm like, who the, who's in Chompy? Who's dressed as Chompy? I wonder who it was. Um, Excalibur announced the next week is Fight for the Fallen, and this year they're partnering with Oceana. I'm like, yeah, another gimmick show. And here's the freaking thing. So they announced two matches for the show next week. They announced woman's title on the line. It's Thunder Rosa defending against Mayu Yamashida. And the FTW title on the line, Ricky Starks versus Dan Housen. And then they go, for more matches announced next week, for more matches to be announced next week, watch Death Before Dishonor this Sunday, Saturday night. And I'm like, oh, so you can't tell us what's going to be. It's one thing when they go, more matches to be announced this week on Rampage. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. 
but they literally told us, pay us to find out what's going to be on the show next week. What? What? It's like saying, hey, two matches have been announced for next week's show, but go to our Patreon if you want to know what else is going to be on next week's show. Basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. They said, pay us for the pay-per-view to find out what else will be on Dynamite next week. Not even like something will be announced on Rampage. No. Pay for the pay-per-view to find out what's going to be on Rampage next or Dynamite next week. What? What? I'll just wait till somebody else that's watching it live aggregates it and puts it up on their website. It's bad for me to say that, but it's what's going to happen. I mean, I might be watching live, but again, I got a, my, one of my shoot jobs I got to do on Saturday. Man, my floor is vibrating even more. These goddamn neighbors. Anyways, Jericho is in full pain maker gear and makeup backstage. Jericho Appreciation Society said they were wire be suspended in a shark cage above the ring. There would be a barbed wire everywhere. Go to the main event and so much barbed wire everywhere that Justin Roberts' microphone was wrapped in barbed wire that comes into play here in a moment. Also, stupidly, okay, let's just get into this bullshit. So, JAS suspended high above the ring so they don't get involved, right? What about Eddie Kingston's friends? What about Ortiz? What about Wheeler Yuta? What about John Moxley? What about Ruby Soho? Oh, and why didn't you put Ty frickin' Conti in the cage? Why didn't you put Sammy Guevara in the cage? What, are we supposed to think that nobody knew that Sammy and Ty were there tonight? Or that at least Sammy wasn't there tonight? Oh, but Ruby is in charge of the cage. She gets to say how high and when it goes up and when it comes back down. Yeah, that really fucking worked. Killed the whole shark cage gimmick. Because let's just fast forward really fast. She's just sitting there at ringside watching. Concerned for Eddie at times when Ty Conti runs down and beats the crap out of her. And then Anna Jay runs down and turns heel and beats the crap out of her as well. And then what do they do? Anna grabs the thing and goes, button down. And then to make things even worse, Ty couldn't get the lock off. So they slipped through the bars. They basically told us that the bars are so wide enough apart that everybody can just slip right through them. So what stopped any of these guys other than maybe them being afraid of heights? Of slipping through, shimmying down, and going, ah, falling down a couple of five, ten feet, if that. Like, if you're Jake Hager, six-something, and you're going to fall, you're going to fall four feet, if that. And we'll get to just Sammy and nothing against Sammy, but how them trying to play up Sammy helping Jericho win was a big deal when it wasn't because he was the fifth guy. So Jericho's in the ring. He's taking off all of his stuff, the jacket, the scarf, the hat. Whoop, knock my hat off my head. (laughs) Anyways, so immediately Kingston runs down, grabs the microphone from Justin Roberts and pop, pop, goes like this. You actually see Jericho cut himself open. You actually, Jericho, see him cut himself open. Actually, let me see if I can pull that up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This was just so blatantly camera right in the wrong spot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me... I gotta gotta show you guys this. I'm not gonna pull the video video up, but I can at least show, like, the clip. Like, a screenshot of the clip. Let me see. Right here. Hold on, hold on. This was just really, 
They didn't even try to hide it. Let's see. Hold on. Um, all right. So we're right here. Well, I mean, they kind of tried to hide it, but give me two seconds and I'll show you once I get to the spot. So Eddie Kingston's beating the crap out of Jericho with the, the um, barbed wire microphone. And you literally see Jericho. You see Jericho pull the blade out of his, like out of his wrist tape. Then if you look right here, and I'm going to zoom in on it here. You guys can see. Look right here. That's not what I want. Oh, I turned it off by accident. This is what I want. I didn't want that either. Oh, crap. Wrong stuff. Wrong stuff. So. Oh, I did the wrong button. So watch. You literally see Jericho right here. What? Like two seconds. We could play it really fast. Let me, let me back this up. So watch Jericho. Watch Jericho. You see Jericho pull the blade out. And cut himself. Right there. Cut himself. Like, right camera caught it. You could tell that they, the camera's seen and they go, cut! Cut to the other camera! You could just tell because the way it just cuts really quick. Buddy Kingston's like, ah, I'm going to make you bleed! Barbed wire! Something like that. What is it? He yells something weird. And so, they're going at it for a couple of minutes. And the match goes to commercial break. Picture in picture. When we come back, Jericho locked Kingston in the walls. Jericho on a bar on the barbed wire. Kingston whipped Jericho at one point into the barbed wire and crotched him over the ropes that had barbed wire wrapped on it as well. Then a suplex Jericho threw a barbed wire table at ringside. This is when Ty Conti ran down, attacked Ruby Soho, and a Jay ran down. She's like, Ty, what are you doing? Ruby. Knocks Ruby. She turns heel. They then get the guys out of the cage. Then the JAS all run in the ring and start beating down Eddie Kingston. Then out comes Eddie's friends, run them off. But that's Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager. That's four guys right there that helped Jericho. So again, Moxley, Ortiz, Claudio, they all run out. Appreciation Society, get run off or whatever. Kingston then hit an exploder suplex through a barbed wire table for a near fall. And it's funny because Jericho like full on kicks out and commentary goes, you think that was a real kick out or was he twitching because he had barbed wire in his back? No, that was a full kick out. That twitch would have been like that. Not a, he herked that shoulder up. Jericho then hit a desperation code breaker for a two with barbed wire bat hitting him in the face. He whacked Kingston repeatedly with a chair and went for a lion salt. But when he did, um, Eddie Kingston throws it at Jericho, hits him in the legs, but Jericho sells it like it hit him in the gut. Kingston then hit a Yurakin uh, back fist. He then pulled out barbed wire from under the ring and locked on a wire-assisted stretch plum. The crowd thought this was it when Sammy Guevara would jump in the ring and super kick Eddie Kingston. And I go, they're like, oh my God, it's Sammy Guevara. We haven't seen him since he was thrown off the cage of blood and guts. What is Sammy Guevara doing out here? He's helping Jericho. They're going to, oh my God. Jericho hits the juice effect with barbed wire wrapped around his arm. And Jericho pins Kingston to win the match. Like, if it wasn't for Guevara, I don't know if Jericho could have won. And I'm like, no, I get it. Make it a big deal. Sammy helped Jericho. But when he's the fifth guy to put his hands alone, like fifth guy other than Jericho 
to put his hands or feet or whatever on Eddie, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. If the other guys were still suspended in the cage and then Sammy came out, it would have been like, ah, they didn't think Sammy was there, didn't put him in the cage, so no one was like, where's Sammy? Why? Okay, but at the same time, it's like, how are we really supposed to believe no one knew Sammy was there? Look, I can kind of suspend my disbelief on that one of they didn't know Sammy was there. Maybe Sammy was hiding out in a car. Maybe Sammy just didn't show up till right before the main event. Okay, cool. I can suspend my disbelief on that. But when you get the other guys out of the... Well, first off, when Ty shows up, you would think if Ty Conti's there, then Sammy's most likely there. They go together, they're tandem hand in hand. So that right there could make you believe, wait, 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 Sammy Guevara here. But even then, maybe you still suspend your disbelief on maybe she was there and Sammy wasn't, this and that, and da-da-da-da-da. But when Sammy Guevara is the fifth person, fifth, to help Jericho, it doesn't mean as much. It just doesn't mean as much at all when Sammy Guevara is the fifth guy to help Jericho in this match. After the match, Jericho and Guevara wanted more of an attack, but Kingston fought them off and threw Jericho into a barbed wire spider web sitting on the ramp. The show goes off the air. And I'm like, okay, cool. The match kind of was a cluster. There was a lot of the gang wars or gang warfare, whatever you want to call it. We had that. And it's like they can't help themselves with overbooking things. Overbooking things. It would have been so simple. Like, I would not be complaining about Sammy helping. Like, Sammy helping would kind of... So, again, the whole thing is, oh, you didn't know Sammy was there. Okay, suspend your disbelief on that one. Screw it, whatever. Sammy coming out and helping you would be like, ah, someone messed up and forgot to check if Sammy was there to put him in the cage. Okay, cool. But when he's, again, I've harped on this way too many times already. It's the last time I'm going to say it. When he's the fifth person, fifth person to help Jericho, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Since Saturday goes, I thought Sammy was going to come out with the shark suit that we saw earlier. That would have been actually pretty freaking great if Sammy came out as Chompy. Because earlier in the show, I tweeted out, hmm, who's the shark? So if you do the whole thing where this shark's dancing around with commentary like a baby face, and then the shark comes out later, and you go, oh, who's that shark? Is that shark going to help Sam or Eddie? Is that shark going to help Jericho, and then it ends up being Sammy. I actually would have liked that. I think that would have been clever. I think that would have been clever. But they killed the gimmick of the shark cage first off. And they killed the, oh my God, Jericho got help from Sammy Guevara. Well, Jericho had help from five freaking people. Only one of them actually helped in the end, like with the finish. But five people, six counting Jericho, put their hands on Kingston. So, eh, eh, main event for me, I didn't really care for it. And I'm going to say it right now, didn't really care for it. But with that, that's everything I thought of tonight's AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Week 2. Remember, next week, we got Fight for the Fallen. You know what? I literally skipped the whole match. In my notes here. Actually, I skipped a lot for some reason. Like, my notes? Holy crap, we need to go back. Wow. What happened here? My notes glitched the crap out. 
when I scroll, so we talked about Chompy, and then I scrolled my notes down, and for some reason I didn't realize it scrolled my notes all the way to the bottom of the thing. I actually missed half of this show, so let's go back and talk about the half of the show I missed. I apologize. Sorry for the Chompy thing. We had Swerve in our glory come out. Tag team celebration. They're talking about, you know, becoming tag team champions and all this stuff. And then they got some rapper there, Kevin Gates, I think they said his name was. I have no clue that is. I have no clue that is. And I sent out a tweet saying, this whole segment did nothing for me. I was not the demo because I don't listen to rap. But you got to give it up to AEW for having segments that do provide content for different types of people and different demographics. But then it's funny because Mike Straw tweets out, goes, don't Google him or something. What did he say? Hold on, because I'm like, I don't know who Kevin Gates is. This did nothing for me because I have no clue who he is and if he's a big deal or not. And he tweets out to me. Hold on. He tweets out to me. Um, Where was it? Don't look him up. And I just go, why not? And he, sees, he says, some weird damn shit, including, but not limited to, sex with his cousin. I just said, ah, I see, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I have no clue who he is. I'm not tapped into the rap scene. So when, you know, AW, and not the first time they brought in hip-hop artists and rappers and stuff. Whenever they do the, that, I'm kind of out of the loop because I don't understand if these guys are, you know, what these guys are known for other than they're rappers. They said it. He's a rapper. That's all. That's literally the only reason I know he's a rapper because they keep saying, when's that album? When's that deluxe version? That's the only reason I know he's a rapper because they said it. If they wouldn't have said anything about him being a rapper and having an album out and everything, I would have not known at all who he was. At all. Mark Sterling and Tony Nese come out. And they're like, hey, 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 we need to stop this. Our petition got enough signatures. Swerve needs to be fired. Sterling offered the petition to Gates and was like, you need to sign this. Oh, sorry. I thought you were Young Ma or Young M.A. or something like that. And again, no clue who that is. So again, this whole segment did nothing for me. And Sterling said, uh, Gates' music suck. Gates got in his face. He then said, hey, you can't touch me. You can't touch me. I'll sue you if you touch me. Tony Nese gets in the middle of it. This guy punches Tony Nese. Uh, Mark Sterling turns around and gets caked in the face, literally a cake in the face, by Swerve Strickland. And I want to read something. Wow, this music just got louder. And so, you know... People on Twitch or Twitter literally saying how funny this was, how great it was to see Mark Sterling take a cake to the face. They're like, oh my God, that was great. They cream pied Mark Sterling. Another person says, um, Mark Sterling segments are great. This was another gold segment. Um, where's another one? Mark Sterling must have good taste in music. Cake to the face was deserved. 
Yet, when WWE did kick to the face, to Tony Storm, everyone shit on it. But people over here calling it funny and saying that it was a good moment to see Sterling. And maybe it's because he's a heel. So people go, ah, the heel got his just desserts. But when WWE does the same thing, same kind of thing, you're going to shit on it. Yeah, when AEW does it, eh, it's okay, it was funny. No. No. Also, since Saturday says, well, petitions are valid. True. But there was, I mean, he may have said how many signatures he needed, but he never actually proved he got that many signatures. He said, oh, I got half the roster to sign this. Show it. Show it. He never showed the paper on the, on the clipboard. Anyways. Yeah, this segment did nothing for me because I have no clue who the, the Kevin Gates guy is or who Young Mama or M.A. Mo Ma is. So I was out of the loop for all that. John Silver and Alex Reynolds backstage. Man, the music just got louder again. Fuck these neighbors. So John Silver and Alex Reynolds, as well as the Butcher and the Blade, were backstage. Silver presented Butcher with a Butch t-shirt. And I didn't think this was very funny. They're like, we have another t-shirt. Oh, this one says Butch as well. Sorry, Blade. And then Hangman ran up with a chair to chase off the Butcher and the Blade when they got mad at Alex Reynolds and John Silver. So we had Christian Cage and Luchasaurus defeat the Varsity Blondes. Broken King's Lantern says, I, hear, I heard a bang, but no music. That's all it is. They're playing some sort of a hip-hop thing, and it's just, bum, 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 That's all my neighbors play. That's all I can hear. It's just, I hear the bass. So if you hear a, like a bum in the background, it's because of my damn neighbors. Um, so where were we? Christian started off the match, technically. It immediately tagged Luchasaurus in. Luchasaurus leveled Pillman and wanted to fight Garrison, who... Hit a couple of rolling elbows. Pillman landed the thrust kick, but Luchasaurus downed both blondes with a double cross, a clothesline. He slammed Garrison into Pillman. Then Christian tagged in and just covered him in a big squash. After the match, Christian, uh, Christian posed on Luchasaurus's shoulders. Um... This then led to Jungle Boy actually coming out and making his big return. He had a steel chair in hand. He walks down the ramp, and he gets to the bottom where Luchasaurus is standing there. And also Luchasaurus just takes a step towards him, turns, looks up at Christian. Jurassic Express standing together. Christian then runs away, jumps into the crowd. Jungle Boy runs after him. They run up the steps. They run out into the contours, and there we go. Gun Club's backstage. They declined the, what's the word I'm looking for, challenge of the acclaimed to a match. And then Austin says, you know what, Max Caster? I want you one on one in a rap battle. Oh, yeah. My mic's really picking up that music now. I can see the levels hitting. I apologize, guys. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, it's so insensitive. They're live in an apartment where there are six apartments in one building. You shouldn't be playing your music that loud. You shouldn't be playing your music that loud. You have six apartments all connected in one building. There's our six building sets. There's like one here. So there's like mine here. Then there's another one next to us right over here. Not connected. It's like, geez. We got a rap battle this Friday on Rampage. They have the FTW championship. It was Ricky Starks against Cole Carter. Freaking right before this match, 
Um, JR comes out to do his part of the commentary, right? And so Cole Carter's in the ring. And JR literally goes, and that guy looks like he should be on American Idol. What? Looks like he should be on American Idol? What does that even mean? There is a look you have to have to be on American Idol? American Idol's about singing. I mean, I get it. It is a little about looks as well. I mean, yes. But it's also about singing for the most part. That was a a weird, very weird line by Jim Ross on Cole Carter. That kid looks like he should be on American Idol. What? So Starks dominates to start off the match. Notably, the crowd pretty much hated Carter right away. They booed him and everything. He got loud boos every time he took control. After commercial break, there was a rising knee from Carter that got a two. He avoided a spear and hit a TKO before climbing the ropes. Starks avoided a 450 splash. Starks then hit the spear and picked up the victory. After the match, Starks said he had more in his tank, so he welcomed another challenge. Dan House would come out and accept that Starks said it wouldn't happen tonight. And the match is official now for next week. Fight for the Fallen or Dynamite Fight for the Fallen. In the back, we got Chris Statlander, Athena, and Willow Nightingale. Basically just talking about how Statlander can no longer be in the tag team match tonight. Athena then said that she's going to go after the TBS championship. She said that it was all Stokely's request and that Chris Statlander is actually barred from ringside. And there we go. Also got to give AEW a little kudos here. Just a little bit. A little kudos. Because usually all the women's stuff, all tied in in one. Like it goes woman segment, woman segment, woman segment. But they did woman segment. Some other stuff, and then two women segments. So we actually got the woman stuff broken up throughout the show, which is very nice. Uh, we already talked about that, Hot Rod Bubba. So FDR cut a promo, and fuck, Dax is. Dax can deliver anything, and oh my god, Dax almost had me crying, especially since I have a daughter that is nine years old. She turned nine this year. She's got a daughter that is eight years old. Oh. Oh, man, as a, as a father of a daughter around the same age, that almost had me crying. So Tony Schiavone introduces, well, FTR, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Cash Wheeler talks about how FTR went to war with the Briscoes at Supercard of Honor. He respects the Briscoes, but they're not going to take what they've worked for away from them as far as Briscoes ain't beating them. Dax then told the story of a little eight-year-old girl who found out she had a hole in her heart, and three years later, was told she may need open heart surgery, but fought hard enough to when they did another MRI, that heart had that hole had closed and she did not need surgery. He said she worked her ass off to get better. He would then go on to state, that little girl is my eight-year-old daughter. He said, if she can work that hard to not need open heart surgery, then I can work that hard to bring these titles. Back to her. He said, I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old little girl. Briscoes, we're going to whoop your ass. Man, I loved it. God. Not only FTR may be the best tag team in the world right now, but they may be two of the best promos in all of pro wrestling as well. 
they can make things just feel so real, so genuine, so authentic, so not scripted, so just off the cuff, just especially Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood, in my opinion, may be the best promo in all of wrestling. As far as when things just feel like he's just going and not like, all right, so uh, this is the feud. These are the bullet points. This we got. To, no, Dax Harwood always just makes it sound like a guy out there knows what he's got to hype up, but can say anything he wants. And probably, I doubt Tony Khan scripts them or gives them bullet points. Tony Khan goes out there and just says, you got Shivani. He's going to moderate, kind of, build up the match of the Briscoes. And it was just so freaking great. That promo was so, I don't, like I said, I almost cried. I was, I, my eyes watered, but a tear didn't trickle. But it almost did. Again, he said that on Saturday, Briscoes, I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl and whoop your ass. Top guys out. Okay, Lethal Sanjay Dutton, Satin M. Singh were backstage. Lethal complained about Samoa Joe not ever coming to work and defending the ROH uh, Television Championship. Chris, uh, Christopher Daniels then walked up and said, hey, but you show up on, on Rampage and we fight. First, it seemed like Lethal didn't want to do it. Then he accepted. And so on Rampage, it's Lethal versus Daniels. They then showed Jade Cargill and her guys coming out with some rap. Excuse me. Some rapper named Jeremiah Dupree. Again, don't know who this guy is. Uh, before the match, Stokely said that Layla Gray can't compete. And Jade said that she and Kira would take care of business. And we had Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan against Athena and Willow Nightingale. Basically, Jade Cargill walked down the ring just every time, every way she could say bitch, she said bitch. She said, I'm a bitch, you're a bitch, we're a bitch, baddest bitch, bitchity bitch, 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 bitch. I'm like, okay, cool. So Hogan and Athena started off the match with a nice little exchange. Willow tagged in and hit a low crossbody for a two. A knee from Jade on the outside distracted Athena. But she and Willow recovered, allowing Willow to hit a double blockbuster out on the floor. Athena then took out her opponents with the crossbody to the outside ahead of a commercial break. During that break, we had picture-in-picture picture where Jade and Hogan took control of Athena. Once back from the break, Willow got the hot tag and hit a spinebuster on Hogan, a really good-looking spinebuster, too. But Jade came back in and broke up the pin. Jade faced off with Athena, and they traded forearms until Jade got the better of the exchange with a kick. She caught a dive and hit a fallaway slam. Jade kipped up as usual, but Athena... Did the same and surprised Jade. Athena then crushed Jade with double knees and a powerbomb on Hogan on the apron. Stokely then got in Athena's face, and the distraction was enough for Jade to boot Athena into the steel steps. But here's the thing with this. So she boots Athena into the steps, and Athena goes back like this. Boom, boom, head crashes into the steps. She hits hard, like just straight, boom, right into the steel steps. I don't know if she was selling and just laid there because she wasn't supposed to get up, but we never see her move. And the cameras never go to her for the rest of this. So I don't know if she got hurt or not, but she hit those steps hard with the back of her head. Usually it's like you do something like that, you turn into it with the shoulder or something. No, back of the head. Back in the ring, Jade tagged in, and Willow cradled her for a two. Jade hit the blue thunder bomb for a two, and then the jaded and picked up the victory for Jade. Kira pick up the win. 
in the back, Thunderstorm, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm uh, were there. Rosa said that she's going to defend the title next week against Mayu Yoshida, Yamashita. And she knows Yamashita is the best, but Rosa will prove that she's even better. Her Baker and Jamie Hayter walked up and they're like, you don't care about you guys. Rampage this week, it's me and Jamie. Let's go. So this week on Rampage, it's going to be Hangman Page and John Silver against the Butcher and the Blade. Lee Moriarty against Dante Martin. Dr. Britt Baker and D, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hader will be in action. There'll be a rap battle with Max Caster and Austin Gunn, plus Jay Lethal will be going on one-on-one with Christopher Daniels. As far as this Saturday night, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, the Pure Championship will be on the line when Wheeler Yuta defends against Daniel Garcia. The Ring of Honor Women's World Championship will be on the line when Mercedes Martinez defends against Serena Deeb. With the, world, with the ROH World Tag Team Championships on the line in a two out of three falls match, FTR will defend against the Briscoes. The Ring of Butter Television Championship will be on the line when Samoa Joe defends against Jay Lethal. The Ring of Butter World Championship will be on the line when Jonathan Gresham defends against Claudio Castagnoli. Also fully newly, also newly announced for the show on the Zero Hour or the, the pre-show, Willow Nightingale will be going one-on-one with Allison Kay. Also, the Ring of Honor Six-Man Tag Team Championships will be defended when the Righteous, Vincent, Bateman, and Dutch defend the title against Dalton Castle and the boys. Also next week, we do know that on Dynamite, it'll be fight for the fallen when the AW Women's World Championship will be on the line when Thunder Rosa defends against Mayu Yamashita. Also, the FTW Championship will be on the line when Ricky Starks defends against Dan Housen. For more on next week's Dynamite and more matches to be announced, watch uh, Ring of Honor, Death Force Honor this Saturday. Like, really? We gotta watch the pay-per-view to know what's on the free show next week? Really? Really? And now here's my question to all of you. Two new matches were announced tonight for AE, or for Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. But how do we say this? Is it Ring of Honor has announced two new matches for the pay-per-view? Or is it AEW, All Elite Wrestling, has announced two new matches for Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor? That's my big question. Is it AEW has announced two new matches for the pay-per-view? Or is it Ring of Honor has announced two new matches for the pay-per-view? Now my desk is vibrating. My desk wasn't vibrating before. My chair was, my floor was. Now my desk is. God damn. So, anyways, we already talked the main event because my notes fucked up and shimmy shaked everywhere. So that's the whole show. That's the whole show. But yeah, what is it? Is it AEW announced two new matches for the ROH pay-per-view? Or is it ROH announced two new matches for the ROH pay-per-view? I sent out a tweet about that, but I didn't double check and see if anybody responded. Hold on. Um, no one responded. People liked it, but no one responded. So with that, that is everything that happened tonight on AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Week 2. Far as what I thought of the show, I thought it was an all right show. Nothing super special. Main event didn't do it for me. Too much going on and everything. But you know what I thought? Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's show. Remember, you can let me know by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. But before we go to the text messages, let's check the polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 46% liked the show. 38% didn't like the show, and 15% thought it was just all right. So more people didn't like it or thought it was just all right than actually liked it. Actually, no. It's pretty split between thought it was all right, didn't like it, and liked it. 
kind of. So as far as the also, congratulations, Cody Rhodes. He's an SB winner. Cody Rhodes has won the SB for best WWE moment of the year for his return to the company at WrestleMania. Congratulations, Cody Rhodes. Cody is an SB winner, even though it's kind of crackpot win because yeah, a WWE. There's no eh, eh, anyways, anyways. There's no competition from any other companies. As far as the why is it not loading Twitter poll? Here we go, Twitter poll. As far as Twitter poll does go, 52% liked the show, 32% thought it was just all right, and 16% did not like it. And as far as the YouTube community poll does go, 59% liked the show, 28% thought it was just all right, and 14% did not like it. Uh, comments here on the poll, great show, thought it was really good. Um, this was the site. But that makes no sense. Nine out of ten, somebody says. Someone else says, great show. It was eh. Finish was bad. So mixed reviews there. But mostly people liked it. As far as the text messages do go. Person says, when is the AEW world title unification match taking place? Well, that all depends on when CM Punk can come back. And we don't know. Some are, so basically they're hoping either. So some are hoping he can be back for all out. But most think probably not till full gear. But again, we still don't know. They won't even say that it's a foot injury. They just say he's hurt and needs surgery. But they won't even say foot for some reason. Uh, this person says, what did you think about the show? Well, I already talked about that. This person says, I think the ending was a complete clusterfuck. And they have no build for Death Before Dishonor. And the only good thing was Jungle Boy's return. And I know they are building up Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage for All Out. Well, yeah. Of course. And of course, as far as the Death Before Dishonor build, I mean, there's not no build. They've been trying but they haven't given it enough. And it's hard because really, like there's some, but it's some that just feels like background noise. I've said that before. Or says, oh, do you think tonight is the final match between Jericho and Eddie, the JAS and Eddie Kingston? Also, when it comes to young talent, do you think WWE scouting Anna J? I have no clue about WWE scouting Anna J. Maybe, I don't know her contract status or anything, but as far as do I think this is the end of Jericho and Eddie Kingston? Probably not, because there was no clean finish. Jericho, again, had help. But with that, guys, I want to say, that's going to wrap up our AEW review. Again, I do want to apologize if you do hear the music in the background, or at least the, the bumping of the bass from the music. I'm feeling it. My floor, my desk, my chair, they're all vibrating right now, which is very insensitive of these dang neighbors. But with that, that's going to wrap everything up. I want to say thank you to everybody who was watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, or everybody that watched or listened later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, and so much more. With that, guys, have a great rest of your Wednesday night. Have a great rest of your week. We'll be back here live on Twitch Friday morning. I got my days mixed up. Friday morning for the wrestling wrap-up. So have a good one, and we'll see you next time.